Well, welcome. Uh, I'm excited about the Word of God tonight. I'm always excited about the Word, and I pray you are too, uh, because without the Word of God, we just can't function and we can't operate properly. The last couple of weeks tonight, we've we'll been talking about love, this love, the greatest gift of God, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, and we'll enter uh, woman it with faith. Uh, and we looked at Galatians uh, chapter 5. Go there with the Galatians chapter 5. We'll start there. Take good notes. We're going to give you some good things that I think will be beneficial to you uh, as we uh, move throughout the training session tonight. Uh, Holy Spirit, thank you uh, for this night and this opportunity to minister to God's people. We know that you are the teacher. And I'm just a vessel by which you teach through. We understand that you receive from the Father and you transmit it to us. So we ask that what the Father is saying, you transmit it to us, that we'll function properly in his kingdom and bring results that he desired for us to bring and bring glory to him and his son. Thank you for the anointing that is going to remove burdens and destroy yokes. I pray, God, that while we're ministering, Sign when it's a miracle will manifest as the people's hearts uh, grow in faith tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to look at verse 5. We're going to look at 5 and 6. 5 and 6. And I want to uh, read it at the Amplified start now. Uh, again, I want to reiterate. It's part three. I love the greatest gift of God. Uh, and also, love is the foundation by which we receive all the promises of God. Love is the foundation by which we receive all the promises of God. Now, Love, and when we say love, we're talking about uh, developing the love of God, loving like God would love, and loving based on the scriptural definition for us to love. And, you know, of course, God loves through agape. His love is unconditional. So his love is not based on our conditions or anything of that sort. He loves us in spite of ourselves uh, because without that, he probably would just be bad for us. But thank you. Thank you that agape love is unconditional love. And he loves us with that kind of love. Uh, and in understanding this love, it gives you a better, a better perspective of how much concern and care he has for your life. You know, the Bible says, uh, God don't want anybody to perish from his presence. Uh, he's he's patiently waiting for people to accept him. Why? He don't want them to go to hell. You know, hell was not created for humanity. Hell was created for Satan and his fallen angels. Now, when people fail to receive the love of God, then they become like Satan 
and start hating the very one that gave the answer for them to be free. And that's because they don't know. You know, most of them, they don't know when they listen to other people. But love is, is what started it all. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So again, we say that Christmas is evolved around the birth of Christ, but God had to give him in order for him to be birthed. That was God's love towards us. Uh, and we thank God for it. Now, since we're born again, the same love that God sent Christ into the earth, that love has been transmitted into our hearts according to Romans 5, 5. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So the love of God has been uh, put in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So we have the love of God, but that love has to be developed. Okay, and when that love is developed, it, it enables us to function at a higher level as a Christian or a born-again individual. Now, this is so important because as you grow and move in the kingdom of God, you'll understand that God functions by love. He functions by grace and he functions by faith. Those three always work together. Love, grace, and faith. Love, grace, and faith always works together uh, for us who believe and who have received Jesus as Lord. Now, here in Galatians chapter 5, and I want to look at verse 5. I'm going to read 5 and 6 out of the Amplified. For we not relying on the law, but through the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit's help, by faith, anticipate and wait for the blessing and good for which our righteousness and right standing with God, our conformity to his will, in purpose, in thought, and action, causes us to hope. Verse 6, for if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. But only, now watch this, but only, that means, only means only, that means there's nothing else. But only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. Faith working through love. Praise God. So these elements or these characteristics are so important that you understand love, grace, and faith always work together to bring you into a divine manifestation or demonstration of God's power. Amen. It keeps you in position to function in his presence and receive what you need. Now, also in the same chapter, I want to go over to Galatians, same chapter, 
and same uh, same book, same chapter. But look at verse 20. We'll get here. Look at verse 20. I want us to look at verse 20 in the King James, if you will. But the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, number one, joy, number two, peace, number three, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against there is no law. Now, I want to focus in on faith tonight. Faith. All right? Love functions, operates by faith. Now, this is very, very important to us because when we don't understand that the love of God is the foundation by which our faith operates, we'll walk in love more consciously. We'll, we'll do it more on purpose and not try to uh, move outside the law of love because it is a law. The law of love uh, causes the law of faith and the law of grace to be activated. All right? This is, this is how God set it up. This is how God uh, uh, put it in motion for us so that we can grow. This is all about growing up in Christ. Amen. Now, faith is our spiritual lifeline, lifeline with God. Faith is our spiritual lifeline with God. It's our lifeline. Uh, and we'll show you why from this. Faith is our spiritual lifeline with God. See, you couldn't be saved without faith and grace, but you had to accept the love of God to accept faith and grace to be saved. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith. It is the gift. It is it's the gift of God. That's another gift. It's a gift of God. Amen. Again, but you couldn't receive that gift unless you accepted his love. And as you accept the love, faith, and grace brought you into a manifestation of salvation. You see it? It brought you into a manifestation of salvation. And so now in salvation means you're born again. Uh, you have a new life. Uh, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have been made brand new because of love, because of faith, and because of grace. So faith is our spiritual lifeline with God. Number two, faith is important because that is how God operates. God operates by faith. God operates. See, faith is important because this is how God operates. 
God operates by faith. Are you listening? He operates by faith. So you and I must operate by faith like God. Are you listening? Very important that you get. Now, Satan knows, I'm going to go slow so you can get a hold of this. Satan knows faith is important to God. That's why his game is to keep you in fear. Satan knows faith is important to God. That's why his game or his play is to keep you in fear so that your faith will never work. So you got to watch out because fear, watch this, is a love blocker. Fear is a love blocker. Hallelujah. The Bible says perfect love cast out fear. Perfect love, developed love, but true love cast out fear. So when that love is not like mature, not perfected, then that uh, that fear has the ability to block your love, which is now locking up your faith. See? And so you have to understand that. He uses fear, the element of fear, to keep you out of the manifestations of love grace and faith see because all these are important for you to receive the blessings of God the promises of God the signs and wonders of God because love keeps you in that strong trust mode he'll never leave me nor forsake me he'll be with me to the very end see that's what love says and when love says that then faith and grace are in tight Praise God. Now, go with me to uh, Ecclesiastics. Is it Ecclesiastics? Let me see. No, it's not Ecclesiastics. Habakkuk, excuse me. Go with me to Habakkuk chapter 2. And let's give you these things, these uh, scriptures here that will help you maintain the mode of faith because it is the lifeline with God. It is important to God because faith is how God works. See. Now, I want to, in, in Habakkuk chapter 2, and we want to look at verse number 4 because um, I've got something I want to point out. I'm going to go through four, four, uh, four verses here. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. But now look what it says. 
But the just, would you pay close attention to this? But the just shall live by faith. The just, you are the just, I'm the just. We've been justified by faith through Jesus Christ. So now, again, look at this. But the just, you and I, shall live by his faith. Shall live by his faith. Praise God. Now, his faith here is talking about the faith that God has given to you. Bible says God is, I think it's Romans uh, 12 and 3. That God uh, dealt to every man the measure of faith. So God has taken a portion of his faith, put it in you, in order for you to be able to receive from him. See? So he's giving you what you need to receive from him. All you got to do is develop it, develop it, and use it to receive from him. He made it as easy uh, and as possible to receive as he can. Is if we have the ability and the confidence and the courage to work these scriptures and know that he is operating based on his word. The just shall live by his faith, his faith, God's faith. Now, can we live by his faith? Yeah, absolutely. We're living by his love. We're living by his anointing. We're living by his spirit. So why can't we live by his faith? Okay, hold on to that. I want to go to, go back over to Galatians with me. Galatians chapter 2. Go to Galatians chapter 2. And we're going to look at verse number 20. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Watch this. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Is that in the Bible? I live by the faith of the Son of God. It don't say I live by the faith in the Son of God. I live by the faith of. Means what it is. It's, it's the, the essence, the makeup of his faith. I live by the faith of the Son of God. So I'm living by the same faith that Jesus operated from and with. That's why he that's why he said the works that I do shall you do also, because I go to my father in my name. See. So he's telling us, I'm giving you everything you need to operate in the same faith I did. He said, the words that I speak are not of my father, but it's him that has sent me. So he used the words of his father to manifest his faith. We use the words of the father to manifest his faith the same way. Now, so again, we see here, uh, again, I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me. There it is, the word again, who loved me and gave himself for me. Isn't that powerful, body of Christ? Now, so we just proved to you that you have the same faith of Jesus on the inside of you that was put in you by the Holy Spirit. Romans 5, 
we got the love of God, but not only was the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, the faith of God was shared in our hearts or in our spirit by the Holy Ghost. So the faith of God is in. Well, let's look at Romans then. Let, let's do it. We better do it so we won't get in trouble with the Lord. Romans chapter 12, verse number three. For I say, through the grace given unto me, Apostle Paul is talking to the church of Romans, every man that is among you, not to think of himself more holy than he ought to think, but to think soberly according to according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, in the, in the Amplified, it says this way. For by, for by grace I merit the favor of God given to me. I want everyone among you not to estimate or think of himself more highly than he ought, nor to have an exaggeration opinion of his own importance, but to rate his ability. With sober judgment, each according to the degree of faith proportioned by God to him. See, so God has given every one of us a portion of his faith. And to the degree you develop it is how you're going to receive from God. See, so understand this. When you're receiving from God, you're not receiving from God from your faith. You receive it from God, from his faith, that you are developing in your life to receive from God. He's giving you all the necessary tools. He's giving you everything you need to receive from him. Now, so Satan got to keep you in fear to reject the faith he gave you to receive from him. He's, he's boy, he's trickery. Boy, I'm telling you, he is very trickery. And try to trick you out of the blessings of God and make you think God is not concerned about your life. And I'm here to tell you, he is a liar. God is concerned about every aspect of your life, every detail of your life. But you have to remember, you have to honor him and give it to him. All right. Now, let's go to um, Romans. chapter. One Romans chapter one and verse seventeen. Now, Romans chapter one verse seventeen. For the, for therein is the righteousness righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. For one degree of faith. So we, 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 we advance in faith. What we call faith advances. As you utilize your faith, as you develop your faith, you start having faith advances and you start going from one level of faith to one level of faith. And that's how we grow in our faith walk. And the same way we grow in our love walk. Now, it, as it is written, here it is again now. As it is written, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Remember I say faith is the spiritual lifeline with God. The just shall live by faith. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the most important aspects besides love in your life to receive from God. Hallelujah. Now, go over to Romans chapter 8. I want to look at that for a minute. 
Well, let's stop at chapter 5 on the way to chapter 8. Watch this here. Romans 5 and 2. Let's look at this. By whom also we have access by faith and to this grace wherein we stand. Remember I say uh, faith and grace work together. See, you see again, faith into grace, love, faith, grace. It all works together, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. Then it says, and rejoice in hope and the glory of God. Now, drop down to verse 5, Romans 5, 5. I gave it to you already, but I want you to see it in the Bible. And hope make it not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in your hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So now that love is on the inside of us. Praise God. Aren't you happy about that? God's love is on the inside of you to help you uh, love beyond the natural. <laughs> and sometimes you got to love people through the supernatural because your natural just won't do it. Amen. But it's there because you don't want any blockages to your to your faith confession, through your sowing, uh, to your through your decreeing. You want open lines of communication with God. You want open airways so nothing will block that manifestation that you need in your life. But you see here, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just trying to prove to prove you, to you through the word of God how God expects for us to operate in the greatest gift he's given to us, love. Now, let's see. I was looking for something here. Now, let's say, for the law of the spirit of Christ. See, we're dealing with the laws of the spirit of Christ. Love is the law of the spirit. Faith is the law of the spirit. Grace is the law of the spirit. I'm just trying to see, show you that there are laws that we operate in uh, in Christ. Praise God. So when we function within these laws, great things happen. Supernatural things happen. When we function outside of these laws, uh, devastation and destruction and unnecessary circumstances happen because we stepped outside of love, the law of love. Now, praise is wonderful name of Hope you understand what we're saying here tonight. Now, let's go over to uh, Galatians chapter 3. Let's go back over Galatians chapter 3. A lot of scripture tonight. I want to make sure we land a good foundation in you. Because, ladies and gentlemen, everything and anything you're going to receive of God don't require some going to require your faith. Nothing just happens. Faith causes it or uh, will cause it to manifest and will cause it 
to demonstrate in the way God wanted to demonstrate when that love and grace, faith and grace is in full, full force. If you let me say it that way, it's in full force. Now, oh, again, Galatians chapter three. Uh, let me get there. Galatians chapter three. And I think it's, want to say 13. We make it a point uh, that faith operates by love. And if you're going to receive from God by faith, your love got to stand tight. Now, grace also is where the law of favor, favor is released. So now the favor of God can't come on you if the love of God is not operating in your property. Again, you allow these things to block your manifestation. And we don't want that to happen. Amen. So we're trying to stay free. Amen. Amen. Best we know. Now, Galatians chapter 3, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and verse number 11. I said 13, but I want to go to verse 11. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident. Glory be to God. It is evident. The just shall live by faith. The panel asked us to build time that we have seen. First, repeat it. In scripture. Now, let's go to one more. And then we're going to move into another phase, I think. But Hebrew, let's see, I think it is. Chapter 10. Hebrew chapter 10, and we're going to look at verse 38. Hebrew chapter 10, verse 38. Now, the Bible says love conquers fear. Love shuts down fear. And the more you love God, the more you understand God, the enemy can get you to distrust God because fear comes in through a distrust element. Amen. Now, now, present tense, the just shall live by faith. Praise God. He can't get no plainer to us, ladies and gentlemen. And we have to develop this faith. Once we make a discovery, the next level is developing what we have discovered. Now, then it goes and say, but if any man, that's what it say, the just shall live, but if any man, any, make a difference who it is, if any man draw back from faith, my soul have no pleasure in him. If you draw back from faith, 
God said, my soul or my mind can't have any pleasure in you. I can't do nothing for you. I can't bless you. I can't heal you. I can't deliver you. I can't prosper you because you have drawn back from faith. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very important subject. I said to you, faith is important because that is how God operates by faith. God operates by faith. Satan knows that it is important to God. That's why his game is to keep you in fear. Why? So you draw back. When you draw back, God says, I can't deal with this. I can't do nothing with this. God can only deal with faith. Hallelujah. Now, this is the word. Not making it up. This is how God operates. Now, Drop down, you're in chapter 11. I'm sorry, drop down to chapter 11. I want us to look at something. And, and this is going into the next phase, next 15, 20 minutes, I want to deal with this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2, for it, faith, the elders obtained a good report. So we are uh, uh, we obtain good reports through faith. Verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made by things which will appear. Now we know in the beginning God operated this way. The, uh, the Amplified Version says this, by faith we understand the worlds during their succession, ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God. So what did God do? God spoke words by faith and caused it to come into fruition. So that what we see was not made of things which are visible. Let there be light. There was light. He said it, and then it became visible. He said it, and then it became visible. He said it, and then it became visible. See, fear will cause you not to say what you need God to make visible. Fear will cause you. Not to say the right thing, say the wrong thing, and bring destruction, dysfunction, and all that other stuff. So here we see that God used faith. He used words, faith-filled words, to create or express love towards the world that was in darkness. So through love, he expressed faith and got the world out of darkness and brought them into light. We operate the same way in the realm of the spirit world. You listening? Now, in understanding this, we see verse number six. Now look at 11 and six. 
but without faith. I know sometimes these scriptures become dull to us because we don't meditate them properly. But listen to what it says, but without faith. And a lot of times we say we have faith, but we don't. We have mental assent. We assent a mental assent to something, but we really don't have faith for it. Mental assent means we acknowledge it. We, we, we understand it. But there's not a real deep uh, conviction of faith that is going to happen. Hallelujah. So you got to know without a shabbat doubt in your spirit, man, that this is going to happen no matter what going on. God's word is greater than what I'm dealing with. See. Amen. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Remember what, what he said over here? Now, if it made him, if not, verse 1138, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Hebrew 1038, now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw by my soul have no pleasure in him. My soul have no pleasure in him. Well, God soul to have no pleasure in us because you don't have no faith. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. So when we don't please him, he has no pleasure. And the only way to pleasure, get God to have pleasure in us, is that we're operating and functioning by faith. Ladies and gentlemen, do you understand that this, this is how God works, man? He loves it when we trust his word. When we're dealing with something, we're going through something, there's a pressure issue, there's a situation, and we go to that word. And we give him that word, he gets excited. Somebody trusts him enough to believe what he say and hold it fast long enough to it so he can manifest in your life. See, love believes he will never fail. Fear believes he will fail. The Bible says love, God's love never fails. So we can uh, bank on it. We can stand on it. We can uh, trust in it because God's love never fails. Hallelujah. And this is what we have to understand. Now, can I trust his word? Well, in order to trust his word, ladies and gentlemen, you got to know his word. <laughs> got to know it, man. Now, we in Hebrew, uh, back up to uh, chapter 10. Back up to chapter 10, if you will. And I want us to look at verse 23. Look at verse 23. Hebrew chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast. The profession or confession of our faith. Watch this. Without wavering. Now, why would I waver? Because my love is not strong in God like it should. See, only reason why you waver, because your love is not strong in God. 
Say, love, love, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, all your mind. You love God with everything you got. I mean, you put your life in God. You trust your life in God. See, because at the end of the day, he's going to get it back anyway. Amen. Now, let us hold fast without wavering. So fear is designed to make you waver. How I know God, can God, oh, it's too late. Oh, it's too much. Oh, it's too far. No. None of those things move God. The woman had to issue blood. It was 12 years. She got healed. Lazarus was dead for four days. He got raised from the dead. One man at the pool of Bethesda was, was birthed impotent until he met Jesus at the pool of Bethesda and got healed. So that doesn't mean anything to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you seeing what I'm trying to get you to see? That no matter what it is, he's already handled it. Somewhere in history, he's already done it and made it happen. So he'll make it happen for you the same way. There's nothing you face that he had already faced. It's nothing you're going through he had already dealt with. So you can hold fast to his faith. Okay? He already raised the dead. Oh, what about, oh, uh, is your master going to pay taxes? Oh, yes, we're going to pay taxes so we don't offend nobody. Peter, go down to the fish, first fish you catch. Get the money out of his mouth, go down there and pay my taxes and your taxes. What? He brought, he brought forth money supernaturally? Really? <laughs> it didn't catch him off guard. So everything you ever gonna face, God's already manifested somewhere down the line. He already healed blind eyes. He already called the lame to walk, the dumb to talk. He multiplied two fish and five loaves of bread. He stopped the wind that was creating a storm. A man that a man that uh, lost his mind. He made, went on to the other side of the, and he met the demonic and he cast the devil at the Bible and said he was clothed in his right mind. He got his mind back. So there's nothing you're going to deal with or have the, dealt with that he's not already demonstrated. He has the ability and the power to handle it. Glory to God. Danger, man thrown in the lion den to eat, for the lion to eat it for lunch. He gets in there, and the, and, and the lions lose their appetite. Three young boys, standing for Jesus, standing for God. They get upset, they throw them in the fiery furnace. God goes in there, takes the heat out, they're walking around like it's cold. 
Praise God. Ladies and gentlemen, we're dealing with a supernatural God. He can handle anything and everything that will ever, if that will ever challenge us in our life on this earth. He's already dealt with it. He's already manifested. He's already um, caused a supernatural breakthrough, whatever it needed. Business was low. Man in his fishing business went out, didn't catch anything. Met Jesus. Have you called him We call nothing. But hey, lunch out in the deep. He finally understood what he was saying. He lunched out in the deep. Bible said he, he hauled in so many fish, he had to call his partners to help him. So not only did he get money, his partners got blessed that was connected to him. I'll be seeing a lot more amens on this screen. I'm not seeing any amens because I'm telling you right now, I don't care what you're dealing with. God has already dealt with it and somebody like way before you are dealing with this situation you're dealing with in your life right now. All he needs is your faith that he gave you to use towards him to receive his blessings. So when you understand the word, when you read the word, then you realize all that other stuff goes by. Fear can't come in because fear comes in through disbelief, unbelief. God's already done it. I say God's already Oh my God, I feel the whole. I say God's already done it. A little woman had a little cruiser on the meal, get ready to die, make a cake for her and her son. God said the prophet there. Uh, and God turned her, 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 uh, her little into much. And about she, she lived under for the whole year. Another uh, prop, uh, woman, husband died, was serving the prophet, left her with all, a lot of debt. Oh, what I'm going to do? Oh, what do you have in your house? Oh, I got a little cruise oil. All right, go get as many as you want. Bring in as many balls as you want. When you do, shut the door because I want my to stop the blessing and I'm getting ready to do for you. What? What is it? He's already. Face it. He's already dealt with it. So there's no need to fear that he can't do it. Is what I'm trying to tell you. He has already done it. And he'll do it again and again and again. Praise God. Are you listening? It's never too late when God is on the scene. Let me say that to you again. It's never too late when God is on the scene. Praise God. Are you listening, class? Now, let me, I get excited here. We, the Holy Ghost helping us. See, I'm trying to drown your fear and raise your faith. Because there is nothing too hard for God. And there is nothing impossible for God to do. We just taught that on Sunday. Don't let the devil give you amnesia on what you've heard. No, you stick with that word. And you put it in your mouth and you speak it out. Until your mind grab a hold of it. And your spirit begin to rejoice like Mary. 
because, you know, she had to receive Jesus before we could have a Merry Christmas. Her mind was going tilt, tilt. But then she said, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And when she said that, boom, the miracle took place. The seed was imparted to her life through the word. And Jesus began entry into this earth. But somebody had to accept it and believe that it could happen. And it's just like he did it for Mary, supernaturally. He's going to do it for you, supernaturally. Because you are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah, ladies and gentlemen. It's your time to receive the goodness of our Father. Don't let fear take over. No, drown fear with the word of God and let your faith rise to a new level. Trust in almighty God that what he said he would do and what he spoke he will make happen. Now, let me finish this. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm saying this because I don't want you to waver. Some of you are wavering because you're looking at the circumstance. Get your eyes off that and get your eyes on the word. Keep your eyes on the word. Keep your eyes on the word. Keep looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of your faith. The Bible says, looking, looking away from everything that would distract you from him. Get your eyes on him. Get your eyes on the word. Look at the promise until it, until it uh, uh, break through in your soul. Uh, rejoice in your spirit. He's real. He's ready to demonstrate his awesome power in your life. And don't you get it. And don't you let him down. Uh, any man draw back, my soul have no pleasure in him. So you need to have faith so he can be pleased with you and bless you abundantly. Hallelujah. If you're not receiving, it's not his fault. Because he gives you everything you need to receive from him. Now, let's look at this again. I got one more and then we're going to close. Let us hold fast. Are you holding fast? Or are you letting go? One scripture says you did, you did run well, but who hindered you? Amen. Don't be like Lot's wife and look back and turn into a pillar of salt. Ain't nothing back there you won't. Keep looking unto him. Look unto the hill with which coming your help. Your help coming from the Lord which have made heaven and the earth. Doggone, if he made heaven and earth, there's nothing you got that he can't make, <laughs> make and bring into right standing in your life. Praise his name forevermore. Let us hold fast our professional faith without wavering. That's what I'm driving, driving at you, ladies and gentlemen, without wavering, without wavering. No wavering. For he, look at the last portion of this. This is why you don't, this is why you don't waver, ladies and gentlemen. Look at the last portion of this verse. For he is faithful. That promise. He is faithful. That promise. He is faithful. That promise. That's why you don't have to waver. Now, only reason why you're wavering, 
you don't believe he's faithful. And somewhere distrust and fear have crept into your soul to make you believe that he can't do it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What, what you mean you don't know? Go to the word and know. You're saying I don't know because you don't you ain't going to the word to know. You, you, you got to know. See, once you know, you in the flow. Get get in that know so you can get in the flow and start happening to you. Now, let me go to First John. Oh, before we go to First John, let me read this in the Amplified. I love it in the Amplified. Watch this class. So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess as our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised, this wrong way, for he who promised is reliable. Sure. And faithful to his word. Come on. Come on, believers. Come on, believers. Come on, believers. He's reliable and sure and faithful to his word. Praise God, man. He's not going to let you down. He will uphold you with the right hand the power and authority. Now, first John. Oh yeah. We got chapter five. I hope you're receiving from this. Praise God. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. Listen to me. Real simple. Real easy. I'm going to say to you. Your miracle is in your mouth. Simple. Say it to you again. Your miracle is in your mouth. Praise God. I want to see a moment, pause and think about that. Your miracle is in your mouth. The Bible says you have what you say. So if you keep saying it, you're going to keep having it. So if you're going to change it, you're going to change it by saying it. Let there be light and there was. That's how God operated by faith. And that's how you must operate by faith. Your miracle, my God, listen to the voice of Jesus. Your miracle is in your mouth. Now say it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. 
Very powerful, ladies and gentlemen. This is why the enemy messes with your mind because he's messing with your mouth and now he's messing with your manifestation. Your mind, your mouth, your manifestation. Now, 1 John chapter 5 verse 14. Listen to this. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know, see, I told you, you got to know. You got to know. Give me to my, well, I don't know. No, you got to know, class. Come on. If we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, your miracle is in your mouth. Whatsoever we ask, whatsoever we ask, whatsoever we ask, whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petition that we desire of him. And ladies and gentlemen, that's faith and operation. Because you speak, you operate by faith through words. That's how you operate by faith, through words, through what you speak, through what you say. Praise God. Are you listening, class? See, so now you got to use this. Remember, go, go back over to Hebrew. Oh God, go back, go back over to Hebrew, Hebrew eleven, verse three again, verse three again. Through faith, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. By the word of God was framed by the word, so that things. Which are seen, would not make, which are not made of things which do appear. See, you see, he said it. He said it and he saw it. He said it and he saw it. He said it and he saw it. What? His miracles were where? In his mouth. Your miracle is where? In your mouth. Now, last one. Job. Go to Job now. Go to Job 22. We got about a couple of minutes with you. <laughs> Wind this thing up, man. I don't got working. Notice this. Look at verse 20. Job 22. 20. Watch this. Here's your miracle in your mouth. Thou shall also decree a thing. Decree a thing. Thing? Huh. Thou shall also decree a thing. And it shall be established unto thee. It shall be established if you decree from your mouth your miracle. It'll happen? What? That's how you function in faith. 
but your love got to be tight. When you start speaking, your love got to be all right. You can't just be, you know, all over the place. No, your love got to be tight when you start decreeing. So there's no blockages here. Grace and favor, all that stuff working for you because you're functioning in the law of love, the law of faith, and the law of grace. And now your mouth is in line and your mind is in line. Bam, there's your manifestation. Simple. Wow. Now I want to read that the Amplifier real quickly. You should also decide, decide and decree a thing and it shall be established for you. Sound like a miracle to me. Are you saying the wrong thing and establishing the wrong thing? No, realign your mind and your mouth for the right manifestation. See? Stop saying I ain't got enough. Stop saying I'm broke. Stop saying I'm short. Uh, stop saying I'm going to have a bad day, a rough day. Well, that's the miracle you want for that day. I ain't going to never get ahead on this job. Is that what you want? You ain't going to never get ahead on this No, ladies and gentlemen, you got to say what you want to happen. Miracle. Miracle is in your mouth. Switch words, class. And watch God elevate you to a new class of living. Oh, blessed be his holy name. Thank you for your word tonight, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we hear clearly what you're saying to us. And give us the strength and the courage and the confidence to put faith to it and bring the word of God into fruition and manifestation in our lives. In the name of Jesus, help us to keep strong comprehension of this of what we're receiving tonight by the spirit of truth. Let us grasp the revelation that the miracle is in our mouth. Jesus took the two fish, five loaves of bread. Bible says he gave thanks and he blessed it. And he gave it to his disciples. And it multiplied. Wow. It's simple. Because faith is the simplicity of how God functions in the supernatural. For we walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith. Amen and amen. Praise God. Well, whoo we Powerhouse tonight. I enjoyed every bit of it. I encourage myself. Tell you too about the whole mind. Amen. Listen, it's time to worship God in your in our giving tonight. It's time to honor the Lord with our tithes and offering. Praise God. Listen, uh, Minister Janet's gonna put it out there. 
how you get your seed in the ground. Amen. Tonight, your offering in the ground tonight. Jesus said this. It is better to give than to receive because he knew that if you give, you're going to receive. So his focus is on giving more than what's on receiving. Because if you give, the law of seed time and harvest is going to operate in your life. Hallelujah. So ministers down to get out there to give 855-720-0743. You text it, text give, and to that number, and you get your tithes in the ground, you get your offering in the ground. Uh, I tell you, it's a wonderful word here tonight. I would not miss putting the seed in the ground tonight because there's a miracle in your month. It's a miracle in your mouth with your money attached to it. There's a miracle in your mouth with your money attached to it. This is what I'm hearing. There's a miracle in your mouth with your money attached to it. So, so, so your money can grow and expand and enlarge like God wanted to. Amen. Now, Sunday morning will be, uh, we all having Christmas service. So uh, don't stay home. Come out and give God that celebrate the birth of Christ with us on Sunday morning. We're high time in the Lord. Come expect and receive something from God. Come with a praise. Come with a thanksgiving. Let's come and give God thanks for sending Jesus into the earth so we can have a better life. I'm going to ask you to do so. I ask you to bring a special seed. I don't have a special amount, but I'll ask you to bring a special seed, something that's dear to you, something that you show God you're thankful and you're grateful for the birth of Jesus. You know, the Bible says when the kings, it went three, they called three wise men, but it was many of them. It was the caravan of them. The Bible said they came and they opened their treasures and gave to Jesus gifts. But if the kings gave to Jesus at his birth, we should still be given to Jesus in the representation of his birth. They brought Frankenstein's birth, gold. They brought the most expensive thing. Why? They were given to a king. You never go to a king and bring the cheapest gift you can find. That's dishonor and it's disrespect. When you go to before a king, you bring the best gift, the most expensive gift because of their position in life. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. Honor him as he as he should be honored as a king and lord over your life. No, I don't have a special. I don't have none of it. I'm just saying what I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say that we should do. I'm going to bring a special gift myself. I'm not telling you to do something I'm not going to do. We're going to bring a special gift to my king, Prince and my Lord. Listen. I've enjoyed myself tonight. Grace, peace, increase, protection, and provision. And remember what the Holy Spirit said to us tonight. There is a miracle in your mouth and your money 
that's attached to it. God bless you. We love you. It's going to be cold. 